Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game week 9 done. Game week 10 on the way. No international break this time. Thank goodness I probably would have had to quit my job if that were the case and gone on a trip to eat up some time. I'm here with Jake who is in a bad mood. He's crabby. He just woke up because he's on a weird work schedule. He's probably going to whine about it. Jake, how are you, buddy? Uh, not in a great place, but here ready to get back into it so yeah you're crabby right now huh oh it's just a rough week I, I honestly avoided looking at like my points until today and surprisingly i wasn't that far off the average which i guess is a good thing but it just was like an abysmal week so hmm well, are you going to ruin the entire pod by being whiny or what? I mean, at least for the first half of the pod. No one cares about the first half anyway, so. Oh, that's kind of sad, Jake. I care about the first half. No, that's I know. I like the first half too, so I'll I'll cheer up. Just give me like a little bit of time to drink some coffee, so. Okay, well, speaking of coffee, Mark uh tweeted at you. He said, "What are Jake's thought on thoughts on BSLs?" From Costa Coffee. What are your thoughts on those, Jake? What is a BSL? I don't know. That's a great question. I'm, I'm probably going to look at it right now, though, because I'm excited. All right. You look up You look up what a BSL is from Costa Coffee. We'll see if, if you have a new little little addiction there. BSL. Hmm. British Sign Language Cafe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Don't appreciate that. I don't, I don't like, can I taste it, though? I think you're really confused on what this is. Also, yeah, the I fact am. that... Do you like it or no? I don't know what it is. All right, forget it. We're moving on, Jake. <laughs> you're Seriously, you've ruined this entire podcast. You didn't have to do research on anything except that, and you couldn't do it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that we should start off... Kind of a rough week here, so I think we should start off with like... Uh, you know, kind of like a theory or like a a bigger question, big big picture topic here um, that Stephen Toomey wrote in, um, and then we'll get into our teams and stuff. So Stephen asked, uh, "Do you believe in running with three premium mids and going with seven point or less forwards?" Uh, and then he follows up with a question about KDB and Aguero. But I think let's let's talk about that uh, that move that first question there. So running with three premium mids and going with seven. Oh, or less forwards. Is that something that you would be interested in or you're or you are doing right yeah, now? Yeah, I mean, I did believe in that till this week where Hazard couldn't get a return, uh Sterling didn't even play and Salah looked terrible. So uh, I don't know. It's it's like I thought that was the way to go and now this week has me seriously questioning everything on my team. Yet, I don't know what to do with my team, which we'll talk about later, but I don't know. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts? I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I guess, uh, so for me, off my wild card, I went with no Aguero. Um, I actually went with zero premium forwards. So I have Mitro, Wilson, and Kamara on my team. Um, my thought is that the forward position, traditionally, if, if we look... Um, year after year at, at price per million for forwards. So that price per million, we don't talk about it a ton on the pod, but it's an evaluation, basically a value of a player. Uh, when we when we look at that for the forward position, very rarely do we find players that are performing at a in the upper echelons 
uh, from the forward position for price per million. Uh, so my thought this year was to try to go with less premium strikers and look towards the midfield uh, premium players. Um, the issue is exactly what you said. I went with Sterling, Hazard, and Salah. Um, Sterling didn't play, which I know that some people online had said that was that was potentially going to happen. I'm not too nervous about it. I think long-term it's going to be fine. Um, and Hazard did not get a return, but granted it was against United, and he, he played decent. Um, Salah did get a return. Um, so... So I don't know. I think for me, that's the, the route that I'm going to be sticking with going forward here. I guess it does throw a bit of a wrench in it when um, Obama man and Laka um, looked very good in their game. Laka didn't score, but he had a super high XG and Obama man scores two goals off the bench. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, something to to really strongly debate, especially Laka's that because he's still a lot cheaper. Um but I'm I'm with you. I, I think I'm not going to give up on that yet. And my plan has been to slowly and slowly get Sterling in after this week, which I'm still set to do. Um, it, it's hard with Man City's rotation as Aguero seems to be pretty assured of starting in every EPL game, even though he doesn't play 90 minutes, his stats are still fantastic. But now with his price, it's hard for me to justify getting him in. I've also just like, well, one Mitrovic actually got me a return, which is more than I can say about anyone else on my team except for Salah, even though it was just an assist. Uh, Arnie again had a great chance at the end of the game. He, it wasn't like a fantastic game for him, but it was against Spurs and he had a really good chance to score and blew it. Um, which I feel like is every week I've watched him play now when he's been in my team, when he's not in my team, he scores. So I apologize to everybody. Um, and like Ings too, it's, it's like, I am considering using Ings off my bench against Newcastle this week. So I still feel safe up top without Aguero, without an Arsenal forward. I still feel like I can do well. I think this week was just a little bit tougher. Yeah, none of the the lower-priced forwards really performed this week, but they have been performing most weeks, so I'm not too nervous about it. I, I think that it's the right move. Um, again, it's, it's about finding value in your team. Like we talked about last week, it's about finding some sort of differential, um, and I think that this is the right move. All right, now I feel better. I'm glad you're with me on this. So Yeah, that's good. That's good, Jake. It's okay. It's going to be not, all right. I'm not on a lonely island drinking PSLs and trying to Google search BSLs, but it, I can't find it. So Yeah, jerking off to PSL pictures <laughs> <laughs> on your lonely yeah. island yeah. just by yourself. Uh, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about what's got you down so much. I mean, pretty rough week for a lot of managers. Was it a complete disaster for you? Uh, if you're insinuating what I think you are, I would say no. It wasn't a complete disaster. Because there's what would one you team mean? that's what what, been, what would I be insinuating? Well, there's one team that's been doing pretty well. They may have won ten games in a row now. So, uh, Arsenal, Wait, Jake, fantastic. Why are you trying to turn this into an Arsenal pod again? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like we need to talk about them. No, we don't so. need to do it right now. We're talking about our teams. Can we have a like a. We have a script that we're trying to follow. You just right, going off all right. script. All right, fine. We'll talk about my teams. Uh, oh, my I team hate sucked. you so much. <laughs> Everyone got so many yellow cards. 
Uh, so many one-pointers. Solid captain. Got a goal. Looked terrible. Mitrovic got an assist. That's 40 points below average. Yeah, so the average for the week was 43. Uh, the top 1K average was 42 or 41, I think. So pretty crazy week. Very rarely do does the average outpace the top 1K average. Um, and, and I guess what that's saying is that like it's still pretty unsettled about where people are. So for those of you that maybe don't have a great rank right now, don't freak out. There's, there's a lot of time to be moving up. Um, it's certainly unsettled as well. And we talked about this about two or three pods ago, like this idea of template teams. I don't think that there there is necessarily a right way to go right now. There's a lot of different ways to distribute funds. Uh, and, and it clearly shows that with the uh, very close average and top 1,000 average uh, scores. Myself, I finished on 45 points, uh, which is not very high, but it was a green arrow because the top 1K and top 10k averages were so low so i'm up to 4100 i rose about uh, seven or eight hundred spots um not really any great returns uh laporte clean sheet robertson clean sheet and bonus captain uh sala and then amitrovic uh return with the assist huge knock for me which just kind of has me spinning a little bit is sterling uh, not playing. I mean, I, I, I kind of had a feeling for that, but the big one was Alexander Arnold not playing. I was completely convinced that he would come straight back into the side, and now he hasn't. Big issue for me. I'm really hoping that it remedies this weekend. Yeah, that's a big concern for me as well. Not sure how to approach it though. Um, yeah, don't, the... I don't feel like one. I have the the. I have one transfer which I was planning on holding. Um, I just, and I don't know who to go to in his price bracket unless I go to a different Liverpool defender, maybe. So, yeah, I, that's kind of where I'm at as well. Um, I think for the moment, I'm probably going to hold and just kind of see what happens this week. Um, if he doesn't start this week, it would be three game weeks in a row that he didn't start. Uh, and then for sure, he'll have to go. And I, I think to manage that, I'm going to hold my transfer this week so that I have some flexibility uh, going into the week after in case he doesn't play again. What, so what if he plays in Champions League tomorrow? Well, I think he will um, play in Champions League mo- tomorrow. Um, I guess, does that make you more likely to get rid of him sooner, like n- before no. this game week? N- no, no matter what, I will hold him for this game week. Um, it's a good matchup against Cardiff. Um, if he does play, there's an incredibly high chance of a clean sheet. Um, I know that, so the thing is my back line is pretty stacked. Uh, Robertson, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Laporte, Alonzo, and Johnny. Um, so I can fill other spots in the back line and be just fine. Um, obviously I don't want a 5.2 defender sitting on my bench getting zero points every week. So I'll have to kind of wait and see how that, that plays out this week. Yeah, it's it's fair. I'm in the same boat, except I have uh, Obi Wan coming off the bench for me for defense, so that's not ideal. Not ideal at fixtures. all. Yeah, they're they're kind of in a, in tough shape here. So I guess we'll see how that plays for you. Um, okay, let's get into the league dive leaderboard for the week. Um, we'll read the top ten. A lot of new people. Um, I don't think actually someone brought this to my attention. 
I don't think there's one green arrow in the entire league dive leaderboard. Hmm. Not one. Yeah, I'm going through it right now. Yeah, there's so we're now up to 115 people, which is awesome. That was kind of our goal was 100, so we got to 115. So thanks to everyone that joined. Uh, zero green arrows, um, which means about like 20 people or 20, yeah, 20 people joined uh, between last game week and this game week. The game, it is now closed. You can't join anymore. Um, still fighting for that T-shirt, but but it is closed. Um, but yeah, I think basically what happened was like a bunch of people added that were um were doing pretty well on the season uh so it just basically bumped every single person down yep me included so yeah you're pretty upset about it aren't you yeah i'm pretty upset about it but the game week is finally or it's finally closed the league is finally closed so now i feel like is the time to move <laughs> up so yeah all right well i'm gonna fire this off quickly um i'm just gonna read team names We'll go up here. So at 10, Fred Devils. 9, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. 8, 2CB. 7th, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, 6, FPL Take the Hit Mick. 5, Art of the Dive Pod. 4, uh, Swindon Wanders. 3, AC Udo Ufudo FU. I don't know. Two Mount Eden Munters, uh, Jordan Pierce, that guy's back up there. And then the Quixote kid, Matt Frisky, number one, uh, with 650 points. That's got to be putting him pretty well in the overall. Yeah, overall rank in the world right now of 120. That's pretty um, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, screw that guy. Um, I'm just, as, I'm just happy he listens to our pod, or maybe he doesn't. Just nah, yeah, but, I don't know. The thing is, like, our, our buddy Jimmy was saying, we were talking about the league, actually, and he was saying what he expects is that basically people just go out once they're doing really well and just join a million leagues because they're, like, crushing it. So, well, uh, he had to maybe. find our league somewhere. So, I mean, Yeah, I guess how else would he have found it if it wasn't? Yeah. All right, Matt. Matt, if you, listen, if you actually listen to our pod... Uh, you should reach out to us, and also you owe all of your credit to us. So that too. Um, we're not going to even. We won't even shame this week, Jake. What do you What are you ranked right now? Ninety uh, second. So ninety second. So uh, there's a lot of. Well, should I just shame them all quick? Uh, you could. I mean, all right, Isa. I got it. People. I got it. Isa, Match, Ola, Graham, Gareth, David, Fabio, Adam. Uh, not that guy. Um. Stephanie's, Caroline, Peter, Tijana, Stephen, Isaac, Chad, Shane, Tony, Thomas, Michael, Max, Ramsey, Richard, and Sam. Shame. Shame on all of you for being worse than Jake after a minus 80. Yeah, true. It's, it's a real joke. Uh, okay, let's get into some uh, some more FPL-specific stuff now that we've taken like 10 minutes of, of absolutely nothing. Um, game with 9 done here. Uh, we talked already about kind of the, the lower average score and the very close um, top 1K scores compared to the uh, overall average. And one of the big reasons for that was Arsenal and the offense that they've been putting up. A very potent offensive team scoring lots of goals uh, so far this season. And as of late, especially the last few game weeks, they've been very strong. Uh that said, not a lot of ownership with the Arsenal players. Obama man coming off the bench, scoring two goals. Um, Lacazette having a super high XG but not scoring. Ozil 
getting back amongst the FPL points. Jake, you must have a raging Arsenal boner right now. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that was sad is that I was sleeping during this game, but oh, the highlights, again, just the fantastic goals. Um, it's it's hard to decide, though, for FPL who to go with. I still think Lacazette is the best choice based on his price and his assurance of starts. Ozil would be the one that's a little bit interesting to me, but we know he has a tendency to just become sickly and disappear, <laughs> yeah. um, which is, it's risky, but in that price range, I think it's, you could consider it. Mm-hmm. And and then back line, I'm still not super interested in. I mean, Bellerin's, he got two assists, which is impressive. And we've chatted amongst our friends that I have shouted Bellerin and Monreal a little bit because of their attacking returns and have been chastised for it, but came to fruition um, this week. So we'll see. Yeah, so Bellerin's on four assists on the season. Um, I guess the the concern for me with Arsenal defense would be the lack of clean sheets. Um, Only two cleans on the year. Um, I mean, I know they have Crystal Palace coming up, but they are away from home. Then they play Liverpool at home, Wolves at home, Bournemouth away, Spurs at home, Man United away. That's a handful of of fixtures that I would probably expect them to concede in most of those matches, if not all of them. Yeah, and it's not like Bellerin's cheap at 5.4, so I don't don't really think he's a good idea. I think you have to go Arsenal offense, but it's pretty pretty good to have four assists at this point in the season for him so now would you even consider a player like obama man uh, it's hard because he you know i'm glad he scored those two goals which were handed to him on a silver platter mm-hmm. um but w- without him being assured of starting every game i could not pay that much money for a striker i i just he's how much is he like Oh, man. Uh, 10.8. Yeah, it's just, I, I would just go with Aguero, who's 11.3, so. Yeah, when you're getting into that, like, that high of a price range, I guess you can see what you're saying. That said, he, um from, like, a an overall score perspective, uh, he's the second closest scoring forward. He's only three points behind Aguero. Yeah, it is crazy. And he actually did pass Lacazette and XG this week, so... I would need to see more. Also, their fixtures, like you said, do get worse. They play in their next five, Liverpool and Spurs and and Wolves, who are not a pushover. So don't expect as many goals in their next five game weeks. I still think they have issues. Uh, Leicester exploited them for the first half. You know, Emery's done a good job, but they're, they're still, they're not as good as Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, and even Spurs is questionable. So yeah, he's played fifty. Obama's played fifty-seven minutes in the last two game weeks and has four goals. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's it's hard to keep that going. I mean, he's played against Fulham, who I think everyone scored against Fulham this year. So yeah. Okay, next topic. Let's talk a little bit about that city rotation. So Mendy back in the starting lineup. Um, Sterling on the bench. KDB coming off the bench and started today in their Champions League match. Um, there is a lot of rotation going on there. We always know that that's the case, but with, with KDB back and Mahrez finally starting to find his feet with City, 
it's certainly concerning. Even players like Sané starting to, to perform well, uh, kind of getting over his, his rough patch to start the season. Uh, Pep electing to play both of them together, which um, we've talked is, is kind of a rare occurrence. It, it really makes it a bit of city roulette whenever we're starting one of their players. You know, I was like thinking right before we got on this pod, I was like, Pep should just play FPL. He would dominate us. Can you imagine? Like, yeah, he could just pick the players he, he wanted. Yeah, knowing who he's going to start every week. Like, it, it's unbelievably frustrating. I, I got rid of Sané this week, and sure enough, he not only returns, but it was a goal. Uh, I had him in my team for a while as kind of a differential because his, his XG and XA are crazy. Uh, they're equal to Mane, and he's played half the minutes, if that gives you any indication of the season that he's having. And he still isn't even playing that much for them. Um, but the question is, like, when you go with a player like that, how do you know if he's only going to p- play 10 to 20 minutes and not get any returns Right. Um, it almost seems like Maharaz is guaranteed a return every time he steps onto the field for them, but it's still really risky because he just doesn't play that many minutes. So I, I don't know. I guess I would still be more interested in like uh, the Silvas, um, but with KDB back, it's scary. So I have a lot of thinking to do on them, and I, I still am kind of in the camp of just going with Sterling. So. Yeah, I do think that of all of the midfield players, Sterling is the one most likely to play. Pep will play him on either side. So normally he'll play him like, we like to play him right-sided. Today he played him left-sided um, in the Champions League match. Um, he's actually played him a few times last year, like in a striker position. Um, I do think that Bernardo Silva, although he's had a, a wonderful start to the year, um, is is going to have to sacrifice minutes with De Bruyne coming back. Uh, same thing with David Silva. I just don't know who else can make way. Those are t- the types of players that are likely to move. And Gundogan is going to be back in the next uh, probably week or two as well. So that throws another central midfield player into the mix. Um, you have to think that De Bruyne is, and Sterling are probably the two players that are guaranteed the most starts. Um, they do, City does score though. They're scoring the most points, uh, in FPL right now. So FPL Kernal, uh, tweet, tweeted out his table, um, and listed, we see that City is ranked, let me see, I have it right here. So far this season, a City have scored 595 FPL points. The second place team is Liverpool at 519. So significantly more FPL points from City. You have to have players from their team. I do like the idea of of getting defensive players. And in fact, I'm eyeing up, if this whole TAA thing doesn't work out, I'm eyeing up a double move to try to get Mendy in to uh, complement Laporte. Yeah, I was actually going to say the same thing if you didn't hit it like the nail on the head first. Is I was thinking of maybe getting rid of Alonso and going to Mendy. Not only gives me .5 in the bank, but... You know, Alonzo's attacking statistics just haven't been as good as Mendy throughout the season. So, yeah, definitely want to consider there. You could even um, consider like going Alonzo down to somebody like Rudiger or even Luis, even though he's not going to have attacking returns, you know, and then and then maybe upgrade someone else as well, like to Mendy. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. Or go down, like drop Mane uh, to someone that's been doing fine, like a Silva or whoever, uh, just as an example, and then you know keep Alonso and go up with TAA to to Mendy. So for sure. Uh, so that kind of answered FPL Ian's question. He had he had asked about TAA. Um, I had said that that you had had kind of a rough FPL week on Twitter, and he said chin chins up, guys. It'll come good in the end. Only joking, nothing better for a chuckle than the misfortune of others, and you guys never fail to deliver. Anyways, how do I get myself out of a TAA, Kennedy, and LaSalle-sized pickle without taking a massive fucking hit? Uh, I think he needs to take a hit to get Kennedy and LaSalle out as soon as possible. Gotta take that pickle and take a hit. Yeah, take that pickle, man. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, interestingly, Newcastle at home against... Or no, excuse me, Newcastle's away against Southampton. Uh, you could try just going slowly and maybe getting rid of one of your Newcastle players there and hoping that Southampton's anemic attack doesn't come through. But I have a bad, I have a good feeling or bad feeling that Ings, you know, bad for Ian, good for me that Ings is going to uh, bang a goal against Newcastle this week. So isn't FPL Ian the guy that like a couple weeks ago you said you didn't like at the end of our pod? <laughs> I, I think so. I think it's because he just he, you know he triggers me. So now he's talking shit. Triggered. Yeah. Triggered. Triggered. That's uh, okay. I mean the joke's on him because he has Kennedy and Lasalas on his team right now. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Sorry, Ian. Uh, okay, let's just finish up by talking about uh, Fulham and Liverpool quickly here. So. Fulham uh, giving up an absurd amount of FPL points, 492 points this year, bested only by Huddersfield at 499. Uh, did you want to comment on how abysmal Fulham is just because you you like them, don't you? <laughs> I don't know if I'd say I like them. I just, they're giving up so many goals. I mean, four goals to Cardiff is kind of embarrassing, right? Like those guys were in the championship together. Yeah. I don't know what happened when those teams played. I would have to look back at it and see, but it's it, it just kind of like, remember, you can captain a, a player against Fulham and get a good return, and it might be an interesting differential. Like it would be, it would be very risky, but... It would be interesting if someone captained Wilson against Fulham this week. Um, it's like I'm tempted to almost just bring Wilson in because uh, I wouldn't have to take a hit to do so against Fulham. I just long term, I don't think that's the right move for me. But yeah, they they're abysmal. I think I think everyone knows that. We just thought we'd bring this up. I think everyone knows they're terrible defensively. Um, but but they're they're even worse probably than you think they are. Uh, their expected goals against uh, is in open play is 15.3. They've only actually given up uh, 10 goals in open play. So that means that they're they're bad and and actually <laughs> performing better. They're, they're like beating their expected goals against. So um, they're lucky that they haven't given up another four or five goals. Yeah, it's pretty absurd, but... Yeah, I yeah. think everyone knows, but good, yeah, good fine. to hit it. So. Well, find players and play them against them is basically just the message. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then Liverpool, I think, was the last thing we just wanted to talk about. Played Huddersfield this weekend and really had a hard time uh, putting much together against them. I mean, um, you know, Huddersfield actually probably had the, the majority of the better chances, despite Liverpool having a lot of the ball. Um, 
Huddersfield uh, had an expected goals against of 0.67 only. So they actually defended well against Liverpool, or maybe Liverpool was just completely terrible uh, the entire game. Did you watch the game? And I only got to see a little bit of it, and then I had to watch the highlights for the rest of it. Got you. I watched, like, the second half, basically. Um, It just seems like they can't link passes together. I don't know if it's a little bit because of Klopp went with a different lineup this game. Uh, They looked much better in the games I've been watching earlier in the year, but this game was just, it was just bad. Like, Salah missing passes, Firmino missing passes, uh, you know, Shakiri looked like the best player for the most part of the game. Um, it just is scary because with Salah's cost and, you know, if you have anybody else on the team that's an attacking player, I would, you know, Mane's going to stay on my team probably against Cardiff. Um, it, sounds it sounds like he's like, back. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like he's back. So, I mean, it, you don't really want to be taking players out of your team that are going at home against Cardiff, but I don't think I'm going to keep Mane in my team for very long. Again, I think double Liverpool defense is much better route into the team, and now we just know that maybe TAA isn't the best second choice. No, don't rub it in, Jake. I'm not rubbing it in. I'm just stating the the, the obvious. So yeah, the plus side is that we we did see Salah score uh, a nice goal. It's a good finish. Yeah, it was a good finish, and it's amazing because they probably could have had another like four or five chances if like the build up play was just better. They just like are missing wide open passes that don't seem that challenging. So maybe Mane coming back is going to help them a little bit there. Um, but sometimes when I watch Mane play too, I'm I. I have the same feeling. He just misses open passes. So yeah, that's a completely accurate statement. Okay, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming game week. We got a bunch of questions from people. Um, we'll talk captain shouts and plans for the week. Stay tuned. No, you know how like some girls have to have breast reductions because <laughs> yeah. like, their breasts are so big. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, definitely was like a dick reduction because it hurts my lower back to have it. Uh. Welcome back. Uh, this week, instead of going through every single game, we thought we would just kind of hit some questions. We we had quite a few write-ins this week, and so rather than let the pod run super, super long, we thought we'd just talk a little bit about um, about maybe eight or ten questions that we had people write in about. Um Anyways, so let's get into it, Jaco. Um, I think that this is a question that a lot of people have on their mind after the 2-0 loss this last weekend. FPL Patty asks, are Wolves rubbish or amazing? Yeah, fair question. I I don't think they're rubbish. I think their defense is still very good. Um, couple things. Watford had Pereira back. Um, makes a big difference. They banged a goal from very far away. It was a, I think it was Capo who hit it. Capo. Uh, very, very good shot. Like that doesn't happen consistently, and it it kind of knocked them off their guard. They gave up a a quick goal after that, but then otherwise seemed defensively pretty good. Uh, I do think their offense is pretty bad, so I wouldn't have any of their attacking players. But 
They go away against Brighton, which isn't a great fixture, but I still think I'm going to start Doherty and Patricio, you know. I mean, to be fair, I have Hennessy, so I'm not going to start him against Arsenal, but um, I, yeah, I don't ne- think they're rubbish. So No, next three matches are tough. Away to Brighton, Tottenham, and Arsenal. And then they they play Car- Huddersfield and Cardiff, which are games that you'd want to have them them in for sure. I think that they'll give Tottenham and Arsenal some trouble. Um, you know, they've, they've done that thus far this year, playing against some of the other top sides. Um, I don't know that you'll want to start them in those matches. I, you know, they're, they're a strong defensive team. They, like you said, they had a, a tough match against Watford. Things just didn't come off. Um, you know, that said, I, I would be careful about, um, you know, be, be selective about who you pick and who you play um, in those matches. They, they had a 40... I think like a 43 or 44% implied odds chance, um, according to odds on FPL, uh, to keep a clean this week. I might be a little high on that, but so it was probably the right pick to play them. Yeah, it was, uh, it was around there. I, I mean, yeah. I think it was the right pick. It, it just, we know clean sheets are hard to come by in yep, the EPL, so. And that's why it's it's probably better if, if you're going to go with Watt for defenders and well, with any defenders in general, you really want to play for attacking returns with the potential for clean sheets so i this year have changed so i used to pick my defensive players off of which team i thought was just the best defense so which team has the best chance of keeping cleans um and then i didn't i just thought of like attacking returns as an afterthought like kind of as a bonus but i've actually flipped that thinking around this year i'm trying to pick players that have a a very good chance of attacking returns. And then I've kind of been taking the clean sheets as bonus because they really are hard to come by. Yeah. I I think that's a good way to think about it. So, yeah. Okay. Let's just jump to the next one. Then Bobby love Bobby love. That's a great name, isn't it? Yeah, that is a great name. Do you think that's just his, his regular name and FPL name or he doesn't have like, it's not like an FPL handle. I think it's, I think his name is Bobby love. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I wish my name was Bobby Love. Mm-hmm. I don't, would, but I mean, it's it's a good name. So, but you're happy for him that he has it. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel. So, okay, fair. Uh, Bobby asks: Huddersfield have a good run of fixtures from now until game week 22, and didn't look too bad against Liverpool. Any players you'd consider from their squad as potential differentials? No. I'm going to second that as a no. About the only player that I would consider having on my team from them is uh, is Billing, who was potentially hurt but then played and played quite well against Liverpool. Um, and the only reason I'd have him is because he's a 4.5, uh, is on some free kick duties, and is a pretty decent player. Um, outside of that, I don't think I would look at anyone. Do they have any like cheap strikers that anyone would ever be interested in? I don't even think their strikers are that cheap. Let me go to the last page of forwards that have put up points and see if I can find them there. <laughs> the so. last page. <laughs> uh, uh, DPH, I can't even say his name. Uh, Deporte? Warrant. Deporte, thank you, God. Uh, he's 5.2 and Munier is 5.8. So they're, I mean, they're not even that cheap. Yeah, they've they're gotten, not actually, yeah. Yeah, they've gotten 16 points from Munier and, oh god, he was just there, 14 points. Like, that's the other problem is, it's like, you don't know who's going to play between those two. Like, if one was nailed, maybe, 
Um, I do think is is Schindler still playing? I don't know why I always talk about Schindler's list. You love um, Schindler's list, but he he's like if if they get a clean sheet, he's going to get bonus points for you. So yeah. So to answer your question, Bobby Love, dumb question, fake name. We don't trust you. Yeah. Okay. A uh, guy asked, keep Milner or upgrade to Salah. Salah's stats still top of the table. Has he finally begun to find the form to reward those who spend so much on him? So start with that first question. Keep Milner or upgrade to Salah. Uh, if you have that much funds like in your team, you should either like distribute it or, yes, I guess, upgrade to Salah, don't you think? Yeah, that's crazy. He has to have like at least five mil in the bank right now, which I shouldn't make fun. I I recently had like four point five in the bank, but yeah. So definitely don't just keep Milner. That's what I would say. Yeah, I mean, so I like I like Jimmy Mill Milner, uh, especially with Keita out now. I feel like Milner Milner might get a little bit more game time. Um, the talk is right now that Fabinho is going to come in for the Champions League match and probably play. Uh, so maybe he starts working in the lineup as well, competing with Milner. Um, but I think on the, the question of Salah, um, you know, we did see him. We did see him score this weekend. They go against Cardiff. Uh, they're home, correct, against Cardiff? They are. And the captain armband is set to Salah. I know I'm jumping ahead, but that if that helps you, Guy, that's what I'm doing. So Yeah, I don't I don't think that there's any question about it. I mean, you just you have to let him at this point if if you've held this long, you have to play him. They play Arsenal away the week after, uh, which is a tough match, but then Fulham at home, Watford away, Everton at home, Burnley away, Bournemouth away. I mean they have a a great little run of fixtures here, uh, that that you would expect Salah to score some goals. Uh, it doesn't seem like Klopp is is really going to rotate him much, but I, I guess we should keep an eye on it. There is talk um, that tomorrow's Champions League match, uh, Klopp is going to play like um, some some more reserves and kind of like get some guys rotated. So I would definitely watch that with Salah. Um, I'd love to see him on the bench, and then he starts against Cardiff. Yeah, fresh. I would be absolutely drooling for this week if that happened. Because, I mean, a fresh Salah against Cardiff, you'd, you'd almost have to put money on him at least getting a goal and an assist, if not two goals in that game. Yeah, seriously, cue, cue the Rafi quotes right there. Yeah, right He's there. Gonna be, he is going to be going to town on Cardiff. Yeah. yeah. So Okay, uh, FPL Pat 2.0. 2.0 yeah it's not 3.0 jake just 2.0 I, i'm just excited about this question like fpl pat we should let's go get some psls together so oh my god talk <laughs> should we buy ozil now i'm thinking about upgrading richarlison and swapping Rabo for lovren to free up the funds um okay so so the talk is uh ozil in uh, Rabo to Lovren to free the funds up and then Richarlison up. Uh, what do you think about a move? That's a little complex. What do you think, Jake? It's, compl- it's complex. <clears throat> I really like the move uh, going to Ozil. Um, I think it's a good differential, and I think that he... I think Emery does like him, and we're starting to he's starting to find a place and if he plays in that kind of number 10 role like that's that's where he should play and 
he's going to get a lot of returns. The The concern is, is he for sure going to start there with Ramsey still on the team? Hard to know. Um, but I don't like Richarlison. And I don't know if you watched that game. I watched the highlights. But Richarlison, as a striker, didn't do very much for me. And I, I don't want him in my team for very long. So I do think getting rid of Richarlison is a good move. The Robbo for Lovren swap is difficult because you are giving up a guy that's more likely to get returns um but i don't i don't hate the move that's kind of how i feel so this would be a it's a little bit of a risk but i like both of these moves okay let's let's break this whole thing down because we're talking about three moves here okay so let's start with the idea of ozil coming in um i'm going to completely disagree with you I, i would i would not pick ozil uh he's i think 8.3 did we say right yeah, he's around 8.3. Yeah, so. I, I'm just not interested in, in him at that price range. I mean, if you look at his statistics, his key passes per 90 is 1.96. He's like in an attacking role. His his job is to be dangerous, and I just don't see him being dangerous. Yeah, his but shot- I, I don't know. I disagree in the fact that he's played in a lot of games at that right wing spot, which has really kind of like hurt his advanced stats. That's what I would say. But yeah, but wouldn't you say that he's like still free in that position to be attacking? Yeah, but that's just not where he plays. It's just like, it's hard because not every player can play everywhere on the pitch. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when Sterling plays up top for England and never does anything. You know, guess, like it doesn't make sense, but like it's just not a good spot for him. I guess I would have to see more from him. His his shots per ninety right now is point seven five. His key passes per ninety is one point nine six. Um, I just I, I don't know. I don't see anything that he's doing that says to me like, oh yeah, he's he's going to continue to pro- or he is going to perform at a high level. How about this though? In his last four games that he's played, he's gotten twelve, ten, three, and ten. That's pretty good. That's solid. I, I don't disagree. I just, I guess I would need to see it maybe one more time, one or well, two more games before I, I even think about it. It's a risk. That, I mean, I, I don't think there's any way around it to say it's a risk, and especially with their fixtures getting more difficult. It's it's a big gamble, but it's an interesting gamble that I would be willing to take. So, Okay. Uh, all right, let's talk about Lovren and Rabo then that move. So uh, I, I don't really like that either. Um, just because, and I know that, that Lovren has now played two, two cleans, Max Bones both times. I just don't see the potential for ret- attacking returns. That I know I know Rabo only has two assists on the year, uh, but he has a lot of bonus points as well. He, he's got a total of, um, of nine bonus points on the season. I don't know. I, I guess, like, statistically, again, I think it's a situation for me where I would need to see Lovren play a few more matches and know that he's for sure the starter there before I could make that move. Yeah, I agree. That's one you you have to really look at the points because with I kind of forgot about Robbo's bonus. I, like, was just looking at his, like, advanced or his points in total, and it's 57, just four behind Alonzo, and I was like, wow, how's he up there with only two assists? And it's like those, it's those bonus points. So well, and um, clean, you, yeah, they clean a lot too. Yeah. The clean sheets as well, but nine bonus points is a fair amount for a defender. Who's only gotten two returns. That's pretty absurd. That's um, so I do, I would have a hard time. I think 
ideally I would just have Robertson and Lovren or, you know, Robertson and Allison in goal for them. So, Okay, so let's talk about the last part then, and that's for Charleston. So we had a lot of questions. So FPL Pat 2.0 asked, and then Guy said, has moving Richarlison OOP or OPP out of position actually reduced his FPL effectiveness? FPL Patty, why does Richarlison hate me? FPL only tweeted thoughts on Richarlison. Time for him to be fucked off from the team. Yeah. <laughs> Great way to say it. Yeah. So I, what do you think? You think he? You think you think out? Yeah, I do think out. Um, it's not something I can make an immediate move on, but I don't want to start him against Man United, that's for sure. He He's, again, one of those players. He kind of is a cheaper Mane to me, where he's very talented, he's good on the ball, um, but overall his advanced stats aren't fantastic. Besides, he just takes a lot of shots, which he yeah. isn't even really doing for Everton. Um, like I, I think right now I'd be much more interested in going with Sigurdsson um, mm-hmm. than Richarlison on this team. It's just something that I can't immediately address, so I'm not going to worry about it because he is going to start. You know, Everton aren't terrible. They're going to get some goals. Maybe not against Man United away from home, but so. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed. I I thought Richarlison was the best pick just because it's so rare that you get a midfield player in the game that's listed at that's listed as a midfielder and then plays as a striker, especially like a central striker like that. Um, I kept thinking to myself that him playing a central striker like that will basically free him up from any other responsibilities and he can just, you know, focus on scoring goals. The issue is he doesn't really have the skill set to play like back to goal. He's also not like necessarily incredibly pacey. Like he's not sprinting into the channels beyond the center backs. His skill set really is that he's good on the ball and that he can take guys on. And, and he just hasn't really. Yeah. And I watched the Everton game. He hasn't had an opportunity to find space to do that. No, you have less space when you're you play as a lone striker. He has much more space playing on the left wing and cutting in and taking shots. So. I agree. I, I do think it hurts him to play up there, and I'll be interested to see if uh, Silva keeps him as a lone striker. I don't think he will. So, Yeah, the issue is that Walcott and Bernard have both been playing decently well on the wings. Yeah. Um, and so to fit him in the team, it's like that's kind of where he needs to go. Yeah. I don't know. I'm disappointed that it's not necessarily panning out for me. I, I really thought that that was going to be the right move. My wild card, but yeah, you, know. you gotta go with uh, gotta go with Schurler from Fulham. So nah, get out of here. Get I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, uh, Julian Bennett asked a good question: How to find the cash to afford both Laka and Abba, and then in parentheses, and still keep Salah, Has, Mendy, Alonso, and Rabo. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I think it was. I think there was some. There was some sarcasm there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess let's just list those players again. So Laka and Abba, Salah has Mendy, Alonso, and Rabo. Uh, which, I mean, re- reasonably you can probably only afford what like three or four of four of them, maybe depending on how you structure it. Yeah, I think Alonso's out. You know, for me after these two weeks where he has good fixtures and will probably get cleans. Um, yeah. I mean, if he all of a sudden looks a lot better attacking, maybe I'll keep him. But I would much rather keep Mendy and Rabo. Uh, their defense is better, too. Like, Chelsea's defense is not as good. We've said that before. Um, everyone's said that. The pundits, you know, 
sorry himself has probably even said it so he doesn't speak he only smokes <laughs> he sent it in smoke signals like we yes. need to work on our defense so that's how the players know what he what he wants them to do on the pitch smoke signals yeah and then yeah you're not going to be able to have Lacazette or Ava so like to me I would go Lacazette because he's starting more but it's difficult I think you need Salah and Haz on your team I think they're both really good players that you want to keep so yeah I mostly follow your sentiment there I mean I think for me, I'll hold Alonzo for a little bit here. And if, if he is not producing the attacking stats that he was earlier in the season, then he's probably going to turn into Mendy for me. Yeah, I, it's just crazy, too, because he's gone up in price so much. If you've had him from the beginning, you might as well just sell him and make that money. Uh, you know, at some point, you just have to cash in. So Yeah. Okay, uh, one more question then. Um, Guy also tweeted in, is it time to get rid of Trips as well as Kane? With their relatively tough fixture run. So Spurs um, have like a, a pretty, well, yeah, I guess a pretty tough fixture run coming in here. So City at home, Wolves away, Crystal Palace away, Chelsea at home, Arsenal away. That's a pretty tough five fixtures in a row there, especially for a team that has not, especially offensively, really been firing. Yeah, have they had a good fixture run? I feel like they've always had terrible fixtures this whole year. I don't know. Uh, they've had like, yeah, they, I mean, right. not, no, not that. It's been kind of a mix, I guess. But like they had a, a Brighton away, Huddersfield away, Cardiff at home, West Ham away in their last. I guess there's four away games. Oh, yeah, that's you're tough. right. Yeah, you're right. But they didn't do anything. Uh, I, I Kane needs to be gone from the team, like from your team, FPL team, I guess. So I wouldn't Gone from the him. league gone from the league fuck him off so um trips is a little bit harder but yeah they're not gonna get clean sheets i i feel um they i mean they they defensively they were good against west ham so yeah if i'm gonna pick between the two i'd rather have trippier but that is a brutal schedule so yeah they, they have a, a very strong defensive team um but yeah i i just think it's it's time to let go let go. Just let them. What do go. you What do you think about Lamella? I mean, is that crazy to consider keeping him? It's it. I think it is crazy, but I'm just asking because it seems like every time he's on the field, he looks good and scores a goal. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess you're right when you say that. Um, let's look at some of his stats just really quickly. I know that he'll have. Okay, so Lamella, he's actually played 160 minutes this year, um, <laughs> but his shots per ninety is six point seven five. Um, which just means when he is on the pitch, he's shooting a lot. Um, he does have three goals, but but no, I wouldn't be interested. Um, you know, Ali's going to be back healthy soon, playing again, and, and Lamella's going to be benched when that happens, so I wouldn't touch him. Yeah, unfortunate for him, because those are pretty ridiculous stats, but yeah, fair. Yeah. Okay, uh, I guess that kind of wraps up questions. Um, who are your captains for the week? Who are you looking at? I mean, for me, Sala, probably. Sala, but... Uh, Hazard is interesting. I mean, they go against Burnley, a plant, but away from away from home at Turf yeah. Moor is scary. Um, and Wilson is an interesting differential. I'd, I'm interesting to interested in seeing FPL odds on on Wilson this week. Bournemouth are scary though, because you know, like against Southampton at home, you would have thought they would have got some goals and. You know, zero zero. So Bournemouth just seems to have these games where like they don't do anything. So, yeah, they are hot and cold, right? You, yeah, you'd have to think against Fulham, they're going to get at least two or three goals. So, 
yeah um i think that those are probably the picks for the week i i wouldn't get i mean there's your differential if you want one uh in wilson but i, I probably wouldn't get too too crazy with it i would be looking at hazard or sala um and i think probably sala is the way to go if you have him on your team yeah so okay um are you thinking about just holding this week then yeah, that's my plan as of right now with the news of Mane coming back. So just to give everyone a quick rundown of like what my team currently would look like, Patricio in goal with Doherty both against Brighton, Trent against Cardiff, uh, Laporte, unfortunately I'll probably have to start him against Tottenham, um, Alonso, and then... Oh, uh, I guess I might not have to start Laporte. And then... Midfield, it would be Salah, Mane, Frazier, Hazard, and then Mitrovic and Arnie up top. The other thing I could do is I could play Ings uh, at oh, yeah. home against Newcastle. Well, that could be a good pick. Home against yeah. Newcastle, that's good. Yeah, and I wouldn't have to start Laporte, but I I guess I'm not super scared of Spurs scoring a goal against Man City. So Yeah, City are at home, right? Uh, no, they're away. They're away, but I'm oh. still not really that scared. So. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just going to hold this week too, and I, I don't, I don't really see like a move that I need to make. Like I've talked earlier in the pod, the Trent Alexander thing is an issue, but just going to hold and see what happens, and then I can deal with it with two transfers next week. I'm still going to try to kind of stick to that approach that I was talking about earlier in the year, like trying to work with two transfers at a time because you can kind of make, you know, more more serious change on your team without taking a hit then. Um, and then trying to, to let my bench kind of fill in the gaps when I need it. Yeah. And I, I do think that there's going to be a lot of FPL managers that panic after this week and make wholesale changes and take a lot of hits. And as we know, the game kind of just comes around meaning like, yeah, that was a pretty bad week, but this week could be really good for the top one K. And if you're a guy that panics and brings in like, a lot of differentials like Martial or, you know, whoever, but yeah. that, that just comes back to bite you nine out of 10 times. So, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I, I would, you're probably right in that, that guess that I would guess a lot of managers will kind of freak out and take some hits, you know, try to, to deal with problems that they have in their team or that they think they have in their team. Um, and I would say that this is definitely a week to, to play pretty conservative and just kind of, see what what's going on with with uh, rotation with like city and liverpool and things like that um and and not maybe freak out too much uh it'll probably help right especially if people do take hits yeah it'll help us so that yeah. but you know we're trying to be here for the people and give best advice so i would not not go about it that way except if you have a poll on twitter then i'm not going to give you my best advice somebody uh, on twitter <laughs> yesterday was like was having one of those moments like oh i had such a bad game week should i take a minus four and get like this guy and this guy out and i was just like yep take a minus four well at least he, <laughs> at least it was only a minus four you know not like a minus eight or a minus 80 or something like that. i should have so. been like you should just transfer everybody out <laughs> multiple times like jake did yeah. it really helped his season we have a podcast we must know what we're talking <laughs> about yeah that would have been good okay uh where can people find us if they want to interact yeah so they can find us on twitter at dive fpl 
um also instagram at the art of the dive uh check out our website at divefpl.com we have a lot of good resources for you guys to check out i like to use it week in and week out keep keep myself updated you know now that i don't sleep at night uh i have to do my my studying at the end of the week to see what i want to do with my team um and then we also have a facebook so you can always check us out there as well if you want send us questions and stuff like that um and yeah you you can't join our mini league anymore so yeah it's closed um so that's it 115 people (laughs) yeah fuck off i'm sick sick of getting red arrows every week in our in our pod or that's true uh 115 people now battling it out for a t-shirt um so we'll see how it goes uh download our pod itunes soundcloud stitcher google pay play pod game player fm wherever uh, you find your podcast download it subscribe leave a review please it really helps out our pod and helps spread it out a little bit um yeah, the pod community's growing a little bit, by the way, for us, for us, Jake. Uh, you know, you get like, you know, four or five hundred people that listen to everyone. It's kind of good. You know, our goal was was always just to get a, a few hundred, maybe, and, and so it continues to grow. It's kind of fun. Yeah, definitely. It's good. Thanks, thanks for all the listeners. So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anything else you want to add? Go Arsenal, man. Ten in a row. I don't know why you had to ruin the entire <laughs> podcast by doing that. <laughs> Oh, I just had to. It's just exciting. Exciting times. All right, you should go get yourself a BSL. Yeah, somewhere. Okay. All right, I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should die. All right, you good? Yep. Okay. We can stop recording. Three, two.